Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. How you doing? I was just going to compliment you on how bone dry my toothbrush has been. (laughs) Every time I go for it, it's just dry and... Well, let nice me nice s- and fresh and not used by someone else. Let me say that uh, I shower. I was chastened by our listeners mm-hmm. and uh, I had a, a real come to Jesus moment with toothbrushes. I bought a number of toothbrushes and they're stashed all around the house and people don't need to worry anymore because uh, I'll be brushing with my own brush from now on out of respect for the woman I love and for you Thank as well you. Thank as you. the woman I love and who uh, is Elvira, mistress of the night. Why do you say that? She wrote me privately and told me not to brush my teeth with your toothbrush. She did? No, but that would be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> I was like, invite her over. All right. But I don't want to talk about toothbrushes, Moshe. You want to w- talk about Elvira, the mistress of the night? I would talk about her. She's cool. But what do you want to talk about, my love? I was wondering, ugh, I'm just really in the mood. Do you, do you know anywhere I could find a place that would play the song Santa Baby? <laughs> Yeah, I've been looking all over. I would say any open air mall that you can find. How about the mall? How about I the can't stand. There's like five Christmas songs. I'm over it. I can't stand listening to them. Why is why is Santa sexual? Why is Santa always sexualized? He's gross. Always. Typically, right? Like that's like Santa's a gross old man. That's the narrative that you remember of Santa Claus is that he's a gross old man. Yes. What is gross about him? I guess he breaks into your house. He eats your cookies. He wants you to sit on his lap. He's right. old. He's always like. He's always like, "What do you want?" Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? You this leave year? him cookies. Have you and been he's good or overweight. naughty? Yeah. yeah so if you're naughty all the time. Yeah. 
Oh, so he's kind of like an old trucker that's like, show me your tits, <laughs> but of the North Pole variety. But to kids? Mm. No. So you think he's like a pedo? No, I mean, it's just like, what is it and why? And what is Santa? Why are they? Why, it's funny that they sexualize Wait a it. Hold song. on just a second. I mean, if you're listening with little kids around, by the way. I turn this off um, oh, yeah, because sorry. spoiler alerts uh, ahead. Uh, Santa, uh, not real. All how right. about that? How about I'm we live in? Saying. How about we live in a society where you're still not allowed to say that a mythical elf uh, slave owner from the North Pole that brings gifts to every Gentile child in the world? You're not allowed to say that that's not real. Wait, he was a slave owner. You, well, what are the elves? <laughs> I mean, think about it. What are the elves? Are they getting paid? <laughs> are they unionized? I mean, I'm sure they they're... seem like low paid workers. <laughs> right. They're like Amazon workers. I mean, you think the Amazon, you think the Amazon working conditions are bad. Imagine having to get a, a toy for every child in America who isn't naughty. All right. Well, anyway, I just think if there's people out there who are in music groups, you should write a Christmas song. Right? Because oh. they would play it every year. There's only like 10 of them. Let's release it. You know what we should do? We should release a Christmas album of just cu- uh, jokes about Christmas. Mm, I don't really like that idea. Chest jokes roasting on an open fire. Well, anyway, I'm just Ooh, saying that's roast. an untapped market. Let's do the Santa roast and we call it roasting on an open fire. What do you think, Tosh? I don't know. That's... I think I hate it. All right, I think I hate it too. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we would love to play some secrets for you because that's what we want to offer you because you've been nice this year. You're on our nice list. You're on my nice list, Ooh, listeners. Santa. Ooh, unbuckle that oversized belt and pull down those <laughs> velvet pants and let me see that, <laughs> that bright red Rudolph-esque <laughs> cock of yours. Put those kids away. By the way, I love Eartha Kitt. There's a lot of bad ones out there. Eartha Kitt saying Santa baby? Well, j- just like... Just all the Mariah Carey one. I just don't want to. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I don't want to hear any of those songs anymore. Mm -hmm. But I guess people like it. But there could be more. Like, I would like all those songs that exist now. Feed the world. Like, there's some good ones that are fun to hear. But maybe if they were, like, dispersed with more. More. More Hanukkah songs, huh? More everything. More holiday songs. People need to start releasing Christmas songs. No. That's the answer is not more Christmas music. The answer is to do away with the uh, with the traditions of the past and move towards a more secular future where we only listen to Taylor Swift and the Beatles. (laughs) Or no, Taylor Swift or the Beatles. You have to pick a side. What side would you pick? I mean, it's isn't it obvious? It's. I'm a Taylo all the way. All right, I would listen. definitely be with the Beatles, honey. Well, I'm a fan of the Beatles. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but I was recently featured in a George Harrison music video. As was I. Yeah, I guess you were in it too. But I was definitely featured in it. You were, honey. You were the owner of the bookstore. Natasha and the I. The worker. Along with many other amazing comedians, were just in the 50th anniversary of All Things Must Pass video homage. We made a, a video, a, a music video for My Sweet Lord, the song from All Things Must Pass, with a lot of amazing comedians. So everybody. Lance Bangs put it together. He did. And who was it? Everybody was in it. Ringo was in it. My buddy Ringo. <laughs> a star, for those of you that aren't familiar. Weird Al, Tim and Eric. Garfunkel did you have a notes. scene with Ringo, honey? I would love to have had a scene with Ringo I heard Ringo said he stopped um signing autographs he no longer will sign autographs which I get I guess after. yeah your arm probably just starts to hurt uh, p- plus all that drumming you know he's already <laughs> got beleaguered arms uh Natasha who was your favorite Beatle growing up um I didn't really 
I don't, I didn't really grow up with the Beatles. Um, but I guess now, I don't know. After watching Get Back, the eight hour documentary that just came out on Disney Plus, which I highly recommend, directed by Peter Jackson, I guess I would pick John. You pick John. Yeah. Uh, I was always a Ringo boy. Just because, that, well, that's just because, like, because what? Because <laughs> what, honey? Because what? What disparaging <laughs> remark are you going to make about my choice? Because he thought he was like flashy and like the no, the li- one that's like the outlier. Yeah, the I like an rebel. underdog. I like an underdog. Well, I think that John just has like a very positive spirit. He kind of reminded me of a like a fun improviser or something. No, he would there. He's a genius. And he so didn't have Paul. like a heavy energy, and I really liked that. But how about the fact that like when we saw Beatles anthology? Uh, by the way, if you're ju- if you did watch Get Back and you watch some more, watch anthology. It's a much that more straightforward good. documentary about their story. It's amazing. But they keep interviewing the Beatles, and it'll be like, you know, it'll be like Paul, like yeah, you know, we wrote the song thinking about the. The, 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 what was going on in the world and and then G- George will come on and be like oh, I was involved with Krishna consciousness and then Ringo will come on and be like why is nobody nice to me it's just again and again and again poor poor Ringo they should have called that documentary oh it kind of reminds me of your dog Pablo oh yeah Ringo is the Pablo of the Beatles I see okay, I'm sure so. it's been said before alright ladies and gentlemen let's play some secrets Hey, Natasha and Mosh, love the show. Um, writing in with a, a secret that was kind of triggered from my memory, uh, brought back by hearing Moshe talk about shitting in his hand. Um, no. Yeah, so when when I was in probably high school, uh, discovered, you know, the ease of being able to pee in the shower, which is amazing, right? Like, it's just so convenient. It's right there. You can put it right in the hole. And, uh, yeah. Pretty embarrassed about the next part, but um, uh, everyone knows how much it sucks to have to shit when you're in the shower because it's like uh, you got to get out, do all the wet toilet sitting, uh, and then have to get back in the shower, start all over. So I had the brilliant idea to uh, squat right over the hole of the bathtub um, because we didn't have like a bathtub plug or anything, so it was just the hole. And uh, yeah, I thought, hey, you know, it's a, it's a nice little hole. I can squat right over it and put it right there. It'll go down like no problem. And uh, yeah, that that didn't work. So um, it ended up just being a, a fat fat pile right on top of the hole. Um, and then I was just looking at it with immediate shame and what the hell did I just do? And now I'm stuck with a pile of shit blocking the, the shower drain. So, uh, yeah, then I had to grab the the shower head and, you know, kind of just spray it down from a distance. And, yeah, it was um, terribly disgusting. And, uh, yeah, super amount of shame and embarrassment for myself in that moment immediately. And I've never told anybody because it's just so disgusting. Um, Yeah, that's my secret. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. And. Correct me if I'm wrong. He, this was kind of just as an, as a fun experiment. It wasn't like, oh, the toilet's broken. There's no. He didn't want to go through the trauma. He didn't want to get okay. of of a wet, of a wet shit. You know, where your butt's kind of sliding into the thing. And but so, you, uh, wait, why don't you just go pat yourself dry? I I don't know. You know, he was saying there were some problems with getting back into the shower, which is actually weirdly enough what the song "Get Back" 
by the Beatles is about. It's about getting back in that shower after you went poo-poo. Uh, listen, uh, you know, I, I just want to say for the record, like we got some complaints when I told the shitting in my hand story. Um, I was, uh, you know, probably five years old. Uh, I think those kinds of things are allowed at that time in your life. But <clears throat> some, some, um, some more uh, puritanical elements within our listenership wrote in complaining about how disgusting that was. Uh, somebody, I think, even said, get back... Uh, get back to what works for you, which again is uh, thematically connected to the Beatles, uh, you know, like was like kind of scolding. But the fact that I told that that story about about um, shitting in my hand, it allowed for that listener to call in and give us that really amazing story of human perseverance. And I just want to say kind of jokes on you for not liking that story because without that story there wouldn't have been the fat pile story that we just heard no you know what you guys both felt it when you did it shame you knew it was disgusting why do you think you could do that shame on you <laughs> i mean, i feel no shame i mean listen uh, by the way i the, the problem with this guy's secret is that he he got so freaked out and just started using the shower head all you had to do was start going mr bojangles on that pile aren't there you, like diseases honey, from- i'm right in the middle of a great bit i'm sorry this is like a really 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 good bit but you just started talking about diseases okay i was going to talk about tap dancing on the pile and beating it down into the into the drain and going all river dance on it and going tippity tappity tippity tappity and then before you know it you've gotten a workout the shit is gone and your feet are a little dirty but you're in the shower already so you can clean them off but then you got to start talking about diseases all right take it away natasha dysentery talk okay shitting in your hand or also aiding aiding shitting in your shower hole aiding i don't know like helping he's like I don't know what he's doing, but I'm just saying, like, you don't want your hands around shit all the time. Sounds like for him, it was a hands-free experience. You could get, like, sick. It's gross. He had a hands-free experience. I, on the other hand, had my hands completely full. All right. Well, you know what? Let's move on to another secret that's hopefully not fucking gross. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I am calling with a secret that I haven't heard anyone else leave anything like this on your secret hotline. I am 31, 38, I'm sorry, I'm 38. My best friend is 38, and she is a grandmother, and I can't stand it. All she talks about is her granddaughter. All she wants to do is be with her granddaughter. She invites me to things all the time, and she's like, the baby will be there, and I'm like, I don't care. I am not a grandma. I do have children. Uh, they're teenagers. I'm not a grandma. I don't want to be a grandma ever. And I just, I have no interest in her granddaughter. And I I don't know how to tell her because she's my best friend. But, like, stop inviting me to things that you're doing with your grandbaby. I am so uninterested Stop inviting me over and saying, the baby will be there. I don't care. I'm uninterested. <laughs> and I'm sure that this makes me a horrible person. But uh, that's why it's a secret, I guess. Thanks for listening. I love it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, who, who wants to be a, ba- a, a, a grandma? A 38 year old grandma. Yeah. She's a, she's a booming grandma. And, uh, you're, a. You're a booming 
normal person. I just loved how didactic she was. She was just like, no quarter. I'm not interested. I have no interest. There's nothing about it that interests me. I'm uninterested. I got married all- at 38. Yeah, and to be a grandma at 38. I love that she doesn't want to be to be a grandma ever. Her disdain <laughs> for this woman's grandchild extends to her own children having children someday. She's like, no. This is what I would do if I was her. I would start um, sort of absent-mindedly talking about how now that your kids are grown you realize you never really liked babies and they always made you angry you know every time i'm I'm around babies these days i get angry and a feeling of aggression uh, comes over me that way she doesn't know you're talking about her grand grandbaby uh she just starts to think maybe you're not a safe person to bring around my grand my grandkid and then she'll hold off for a bit that's what i would do I think that the caller should look for maybe a new fun friend. Oh, not some elderly uh, Mrs. Claus-esque 38-year-old? Well, I just think this relationship's going to, you know, develop. And, you know, she's she's going to either have to... I would just tell her up front, too, like, if, if it gets to be too much. Just like, say straight up. Yeah, like, if you, if you keep inviting her to things that were, are things that you guys could do, which, you know, you guys could, like, go away for a weekend or, I don't know what you do, go camping or whatever, like... Seems like if she just keeps saying no and keeps wanting to invite the, you could the do that grandchild. That's a mature choice. You could also just start doing coke. You could just, <laughs> just start doing coke, and she it will take care of itself. The problem will take care of itself. She'll be like, I don't want this fucking coke head around my grandbaby, and she'll stop inviting you. And then you go to rehab, get your shit together, but never tell her that you got your shit together. And that way, she'll, it'll be all good. She'll be your friend. You guys can go to the uh, party together, but you can go dancing, but no more grandbaby. I'm not saying it's not normal to be a 38-year-old grandma, but that just seems like super early. I'm not saying it's not normal either. I'm saying it's bad. It's negative. It's a bad thing. And uh, we officially at the Endless Honeymoon podcast want to say we are against young grandmas. (laughs) So no offense, by the way, if there are any young grandmas out there, no offense. We just don't think you belong in the world. No offense. (laughs) That is a no offense situation. Uh, Natasha, you've always said that we will be lucky and we have, will have lived a good life if we live long enough to see our child's children. Right. So that's a that's an old old parent goal. This lady is going to be lucky if she sees her great-grandchild's grandchild. <laughs> and she's like 90. And she's like, this is my quintuple great. Huh? <laughs> How are you doing? A little sweetie pie? And then she'll die. I mean, that's the thing about living too long and having it too young is that eventually you're going to get to the age where you're so old, you're terrifying to your great, great grandchildren, <laughs> but they still have to pretend to love you. So they're going to come around and be like screaming no every time your arthritic knuckle hands come toward them. They'll be like, no, the ghost is trying to touch me again. So you know what? Die young, kids. Let's listen to another secret. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Mosa. I've got a secret for you. Haven't told anybody this in a long time. I used to date a man. I I was just madly in love with him, but he obviously didn't feel the same way about me, and we had a really awful breakup without any closure, and it was really hard for me. So I did what any normal person would do. I went to the woods with some clippers. I got a bunch of poison oak, put it in plastic bags. I, I used gloves. I'm really allergic to it. Um, I drove over to his house. It was the middle of the night. Took the poison oak, just smeared them, the leaves that have the oil on them, all over his doorknobs, all over his car handle, door, door handles. 
Um, although, like, I put leaves, like, in his potted plants, but I knew he, like, he's, like, fastidious about, like, maintaining his potted plants outside. Anyway, I have no idea if he wound up having a reaction because we really didn't speak after that. You can't die from poison oak. Like, he's going to be fine. But I loved thinking about the fact that he might break out in just this, like, gnarly rash and have no idea where it would come from and, like, that it might get worse and worse over time as he keeps, like, touching things. Anyway, Natasha and Moshe, you're lovely. I would never sneer. Poison oak on your door. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. Take care. Oh, what a sweetie. She would never do that to us. That is so cool. By the way, as a poison oak survivor, I am really against this. I mean, this you is have a, awful. And you are nar- like a, at the gnarly I'm level of I'm still scarred. And also, I know how poison oak works. Like, if you never find it, and like, how would he ever know it was on his car door? Like, and I don't know if that's how a good place to trans- transmit it on a piece of metal but anyway i that is just that's that's physical violence that i am into here's your best case scenario you think that's okay mosh uh what did the guy do to her he he broke her heart i think so listen doesn't matter here's the best case scenario he's horny he's horny thinking about the girl that he cheated on you with and he's driving home to go give himself a nice little wank and he's just rushing in and he just like comes in the house, gra- closes the doorknob on the, the, the door handle on his car, rushes to the house, you know, does a big palm on the on the doorknob, runs in, flips on the computer and just starts straight stroking with an oaken, an oak stroke with, to your enemy. There's nothing better. You got that rashy dick. Oh, man, that now that is an ultimate revenge. You know, they say revenge is a dish best served botanically listen it's a cute thing to think of her rubbing all that all over i kind of like the imagery but that is so painful and you could have a violent violent reaction to it it could be recurring honey don't bring your own particular <laughs> sensitivities to poison oak into how awesome this uh, i'm just this saying it's not was. it's not just a prank that's true you're right about that that's like that's like a someone i don't know Google what's the longest someone's had to deal with poison oak I have. I think it's, I don't know. It, it could just come, like, be just be coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could keep re, re-catching it. I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. I, I remember your rash all too well. Remember it was weeping? She had a weeping rash. So that's what you did. And then a special shirt I had to wear. Oh, you had an oak shirt? I had a, no, to capture all of the weep, the weeping. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. You guys, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Natasha was wearing a shirt that she fastened out of dental floss and sponges. And she had sewn them together to create this very (laughs) stiff, but very absorbent sponge shirt. And it would, it would suck up her weep. And it was really rough. Anyway, but you I'm know just what saying. I did with it, honey? In the end, when mm. you finally took that weep shirt off, and it was it it was you were done with your little infection. You know what I used the sponge shirt for? What? I scrubbed the area of our bathtub right around the drain where I had done a little ew, experiment. Ew! Guys, this has been a lot of fun. Natasha, I hope you've had a wonderful time recording this podcast. I have. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. It's always good to have you on the show. Appreciate <laughs> you. If you're just tuning in now, this is live in the morning with Moshe Kasher, our special guest, Natasha Legerel. She'll be at the Chucklefuck all this weekend. Uh, Natasha, thanks again for joining us. 
Thanks. Because I love you. I love you too. 